Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me, as always, are my two good friends, Ray Volo and Dean Montalbano. In this episode, we will be continuing on with our division preview as we look to the NFC North, and then we will also be taking a look at our linebacker group, and the guys will rank their top five after we go over. Um, free agency was great so far. A lot of interesting signings, a lot of interesting trades. Um, we'll touch on a few at the top. Um, some impactful players are still out there. And some teams are still making moves. Fellas, how are we feeling about free agency and some of these trades that have gone down? Happy to be back. It's been a little bit. Um, it has been a bit. I mean, I went from being really excited to really depressed since the last step, I guess. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little down in the dumps right now. I'll be back, though. Yeah, we, uh, we as a collective group have had a, a very tough day. Um, got all of our expectations sky high for Tyreek Hill today um, and came away empty handed, but not to fear. We trust Joe Douglas four picks in the top 38 Jets Super Bowl 2022. Hope is just a dangerous tool, man. <laughs> yeah, it is. And uh, I mean, it's such a weird move, honestly. Um, I mean, I like, the move for Miami pairing him with Jalen Waddle, it's just speed, speed, speed. Um, and after signing Toronto Armstead and Connor Williams, um, this is all or nothing for Tua. Yep. It really is. This is probably his last year. If he, if he doesn't play well, hundred um, percent, they kept, and they, they brought, kept both those first next year too. Yeah. And they brought in Teddy B um, just in case. So we'll see what happens with the dolphins um, and other news since we last had our podcast. Devontae Adams also got dealt um, in a wild deal. It seemed like he was not coming back unless Aaron Rodgers was coming back and Aaron Rodgers is coming back and he's not. Um, so I don't know where that leaves Aaron Rodgers. Um, who knows if he even plays out this contract? We'll see. Um, how you guys feeling about that situation? He, Cause I mean, we always talk about, it. I always say that guy's petty as fuck. And yeah, I mean, they weren't, they weren't able to retain his best friend, his best teammate, um, I don't. It's weird though, because like from what I was like reading on Twitter, like they're making it seem like that Green Bay offered him a fat contract, but a lot of it had to do with him wanting to go like go live closer to home and stuff, and wouldn't play with Derek Carr. So I don't know. Chris, Chris seems to think that this is like proof that the like fucking around with this cap too much. It, it does come back to bite you in the ass. Both these two moves, but I don't know. I feel like I heard that they could have gotten deals done if they really like wanted to almost. Funnier iteration is that it was being rumored that they were like brothers, Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. And you know how Aaron Definitely. you know how Aaron treats his family. So that's why believe. <laughs> um the other notable trade that went down is Deshaun Watson to the Browns. Um, a guy who is did not play last year. Um, is still facing 22 civil lawsuits against him, will likely be suspended by the NFL. But the Texans got back three first-round picks for him somehow. Uh, Baker Mayfield is still on the team, uh, but he's obviously going to get moved. We don't know where yet, possibly uh, Atlanta, um, or maybe maybe Houston comes back with a deal. Who knows? Um, so I... <laughs> I don't really get the move. Honestly, they gave up a lot for a guy who might not play this year. No, it makes sense, man. You know, they wanted an adult at quarterback. So they <laughs> go get a guy who goes to rubbing thugs. I mean, I was, it just makes sense. Who is it? Uh, Chris Mortensen's podcast. I was listening to that because I like heard like a who the something, fuck listens to that. I it's just because I was like reading something <laughs> and like they like quoted it. And I was like, that can't be real. And so I was like listening to the podcast and it was like word for word. The Browns want an adult at quarterback. I was like, so the guy facing 22 civil lawsuits is an adult? Like, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, like, I like, mean, I, like they said, extensive research went into it. Um, so I kind of, I kind of think the extensive research um, was they called Deshaun Watson and said, Deshaun, did you do it? And he was like, nah. And they were like, all right, word, like we're going to trade for you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fucking <laughs> bold, but like, yeah, he, they didn't do any, like, he's not going to be charged criminally. So like, there's gotta be some, some lack of evidence. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I guess, but like, 
I guess you don't know either with, with the NFL with their suspensions because uh, Calvin Ridley got a full year for betting on games that he wasn't even a part of and he wasn't with the team and guys get four game suspensions for beating their wife. Um, so who knows with, with the NFL, how that suspension will go. Um, but I just thought it was a really fucking weird move for the, Browns. well, not only that, they also gave him a fully guaranteed contract. Like the biggest yeah, ever. The contract is disgusting. But what they did was didn't they only give him like, like 4 million year one. So when he gets suspended, like he doesn't lose like any more money or something like that. So they did something crazy where they, like, the way they structured it, like his salary oh, yeah. in the first year is like minuscule compared to the rest in case he gets suspended or like when he gets suspended, I guess. Yeah. It's definitely when, not it. Yeah, I'd, I'd assume it's when. <laughs> fucking bananas. The fucking Browns. Um, not much more I can say on that. Let's get right into it. Um, so we will be going to our NFC North division preview. We're going in reverse record order as always. Um, so we will be just starting... on that point. It's, it's record order. If you think about it, it's reverse yeah. draft order. It's record order. I said reverse record order. No, it's just regular record because it's top to bottom. You know, Ray gets just, let's just move on. Literally bet. Oh my gosh. I guess I've been, I've been wanting to point out a couple apps, but my, my vibe just went from like a 10 to like a three. <laughs> I hate that. I hate when Ray. Shut up. We're moving on. He's trying to big dick you. Don't right. long get you so let's move on. <laughs> Green, Green Bay's coming into this draft. They got 11 picks. They're fucking loaded. Now they have 22 from the Raiders from the Devontae Adams trade. They have 28, their own pick. Um, a couple areas of need wide receiver for sure. Now wide receiver was always an area of need, even with Adams, um, even more so now uh, some edge rushers, some offensive line help and some interior defensive line. They still have 20 million um, in cap space. So possibly another move out there for them. Um, so far they've lost Devontae Adams. They've lost Darius Smith and Lucas Patrick, all three big contributors last year. They were obviously able to retain Aaron Rodgers for the time being. Um, Robert Tunyon signed a one-year deal. Devondre Campbell was a very good signing for them. He's a really good player. And Rasul Douglas also stayed with the team, which was another good signing for them. And then they added Jaron Reed. Um, big guy in the middle. Um, should really help them out. Um, so we're going to start with Ray. Ray, what do you like for Green Bay moving into this draft? I mean, they got to address wide receiver, and they got to do it multiple times. Uh, they have two first, two seconds. I, I'd expect half of those to be wide receivers. I agree. Uh, someone who I think would be a really good fit. I think uh, Burks would be a really good fit in this offense. I feel like the the main, not the main way, but one of the many ways they used they used Devonte were in those like manufactured little bubble screens, motion them out. Uh, I think you just gotta get someone that you can get touches and who can make productive plays for Aaron Rodgers. The, the deep wide receiver class, you can get a more complete like route runner like a more standard a uh, typical wide receiver later on but wide receiver is where you got to start when you're talking about what their needs are definitely i think uh i think they would love and i've said this i think for like three months now i i would love jahan dots in there and i think he will be at 28 and like you said they have to use half of those first four picks on wide receiver I would say at least, and I think 22-28 should be that. I think 22-28 should be wide receiver, wide receiver, and I think they're crossing their fingers. It would be Olave, Dotson, and I think that's a home run. I would I would um, cheese everywhere. I don't know. I feel like it's kind of balls are using both those first. They have other needs. Low, they really do have, like, other like, – they need to adjust other spots, definitely. I think, and especially in a, a class like this, I think Edge you can't rule out now that they lost uh, Zedarius. Yeah. Like, I think I was thinking, I mean, depending on where like a job falls, maybe with his uh, true, true. I, I didn't think with I his about Achilles, that. if he if he falls to the second round, like, I mean, maybe maybe you don't because you're going all in on Aaron Rodgers this year and maybe one more year. Um, yeah. But I wouldn't hate that for them if if they kind of know he's going to stick around. I feel like I don't I don't really see him falling that much, to be honest with you. I think he's a he's not he's a player that you're not drafting for what you get his rookie year. He's a player you're drafting for what he can be in three years. Like he's yeah, still raw, like, you know what I mean? Like and Akers showed that like you can come back pretty quick. Like he's gonna get back before the year's over, I would assume. I hate it's, like comparing Achilles, those, 
Yeah, I, I hate comparing those Achilles injuries to Cam Akers because it's so freaky what brutal. he did to come back. Yeah, true. Um, and those guys don't always guys. come back the same way. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think he definitely falls to the second round now. I don't know, but I think it's almost definite that he does. I feel like there's so many teams with multiple firsts that someone's going to be too fucking enticed. So they're gonna be, we already got someone who's going like, to like come in right away. Like, fuck it. Let's take the risk. Right. My thing with him, though, is that he is a developmental player to begin with, and he's not going to be developing in year one. True. You know what I mean? Yeah. Call, call me um, crazy, though. I just I find it so weird how draft Twitter and draft analysts have been treating this, considering that everyone's mock draft had him at the back end of the, the first, a, a lot to 24 to the boys. And now they're all talking about, oh, he'll he'll just slide to the back end of the first. He was already sliding to the back end of the first, at least in your mind. And I don't understand it. I, I see him definitely being in the second. I don't know. I, I feel like I've seen him go mid first a lot, but I, I mean, I'm not even that high on him. But I just like I said, like, I think someone's going to be too enticed for what he can be. And I know you said like he's not going to develop much like playing time, but. Still, a team getting him in the building, you know, and like learning the system and everything when he hasn't really played much football, it's still gonna, yeah. there's still gonna be development there. That's you fair. know, I think he's gonna be an amazing second rounder and probably could potentially be a huge steal. I'm not saying that, but obviously, we saw a ton of extremely talented edges, you know, leapfrog him. And that, that's, that's essentially why he's down there. And I had him above, a, for example, a Boya Mafe, but now I'm not. And, and that's going to be probably the difference, in my opinion, of a few picks and probably get him into, you know, the front end of the second, in my opinion. Yeah, depending on. Uh, yeah, I know we mentioned wide receiver heavy, um, but I definitely think they definitely need some edge help. I think Boy Mafe, if he possibly f- fell or uh, Epicette fell in the second round. I can I see like that. A, I like that fit for them, too. They could also need they also need offensive line help. But yeah. the good thing with them, they do have like they have the picks and it's, it, there are positions that like are deep in this draft. Right. So they have the picks where they can like retool a little like quicker than you would expect. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I mean, it starts, it starts and ends with Aaron Rodgers and, and how he's feeling. So uh, obviously something to monitor without his wide receiver one. Um, so we're going to move on to Minnesota. Minnesota comes in with eight uh, picks. They're picking at 12, um, some areas of need corner, obviously safety too. They need big secondary help. Um, some interior defensive line and possibly edge. Um, and I think they also need to add a wide receiver uh, to pair with Justin Jefferson. I think Adam Thielen is probably on his way out. Oh, um, I, I won't, I won't take any KJ Osborne, uh, any disrespect in here. I was looking at some BB. Uh, <laughs> that too. Some Chad BB. Uh, <laughs> uh, some notable guys that they lost in free agency, Tyler Conklin, the newly acquired jet. Let's fucking go. Um, Xavier Woods and Mason Cole. Anthony Barr is still a free agent, has not signed yet. So um, something else to monitor there. They were able to retain Kirk Cousins on that one-year extension, um, which I didn't really get, but I guess you have to. Um, they're, his dead cap over the next two years um, is insane. It's 30, I think it's 31 this year and it's 36, um, the year after. So you're pretty much riding with him. Um, they were also able to add, uh, Zadarius Smith from the Packers, Jordan Hicks. Um, they needed some linebacker help too. And Harrison Phillips. Um, so Dean, how are we feeling about Minnesota and where they are headed in this draft? Um, I, I listen, I think this is an extremely underrated offseason, in my opinion. Uh, I don't think they lost much, and I think they gained a lot. I, I feel like I'm going to harp on them a little bit more than I am the Lions. And the reason for that is because I think it's underrated, their offseason. But uh, and it, it honestly starts at the fact that they hired another McFay disciple who Got a head coach opportunity, extremely young. I believe he's like 35 or 36, basically the same age as McFay. Um, And we saw last year, obviously on the defensive side, but with Staley, he went into the Chargers and he, you know, got them to take the next step. Uh, I know they just missed out on the playoffs, but that was obviously an improved team and a team that has a bright future. And I think that this is going to be the same exact thing with Kevin O'Connell 
who's now the head coach of the Vikings. I think they take a, a decent step. Obviously, they don't have a Justin Herbert, but you know, I won't take, I won't stand for Captain Kirk uh, disrespect. He's he's been underrated and disrespected a little bit too much, in my opinion. Um, I know that Ray's kind of on my side with that, but no, 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 no. You're on my side. I'm <laughs> I'm the Kirk guy. My, my thing with Kirk Cousins is just that he's a middling quarterback. Um, they didn't make the playoffs this year, mm-hmm. and now you're kind of just like in limbo. I mean, this division isn't good. Okay, outside yeah. of the Packers and depending on what happens with Aaron Rodgers. So like maybe they make a leap here, but like with that dead cap, like you can't move them. Gotcha. Yeah, no, th- that's obviously unfortunate. And that's going to be a problem for sure. Um, but I-, I think they see the draft, how anyone with eyes should see it. Their answer at quarterback is not here. True. And I don't know. I don't know to what extent they were who they were in on as far as, um, you know, a lot of the the veteran quarterbacks who obviously were moved around this offseason. But I don't see why they should have been handing out packages like that when they could just keep all their picks and sign Kirk. So I think that was the the good move and the, the only move that was presented to them. They're still a team that's ripe with talent on both sides. Uh, one second, I'm just kind of looking at the depth chart just to double check it's yeah but they, they, they it's rumored that they're going to extend hunter so that that's obviously a must but you just went over them harrison phillips jordan hicks and zadarius smith those are great pieces jordan hicks has been killing it he's on a 51 game i think um streak of playing games i know that cardinals kind of had to let him go because of they needed to but the o-line is solid jefferson Thielen, they have cook Irv Smith is going to be healthy. Dean, I don't mean to interrupt your monologue, but draft needs. What do you think they're going to? What, what are we? I'm get, oh, I'm getting there right now. But uh, yeah, no, all, all that, all that said, <laughs> they 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 need a, desperately a corner opposite Cam Dantzler, and it's it's an, it's definitely a need that they they need some a three four end help and probably guard depth. Um, I think this will be dressed immediately at 12 and 46. So I would see it. They're not going to get sauce. I don't think sauce is going to be at 12, even though it's a fucking a wet dream for them. But I think a great haul would be, and I think Ray will agree with this would be probably Stingley. And then Logan Hall at 46. I think he would fit perfect as a three, four end there. So I, I think that's what I would see for, for them. Yeah. I mean, I tend to agree. I think, I mean, just to, I don't mean to harp on the off season too much, but I feel like that Kirk, uh, extension was a little weirder early on when teams thought that Danelle Hunter was going to get flipped and they thought they were going to start, start tearing it down. I think that, like, get, like, like you said, they, they couldn't really get rid of them with that dead cap money. Like, yeah. the draft is not a place to, like, they don't want to go in. I mean, they still could, I guess, but you don't want to invest in a, one of these quarterbacks early when Kirk, like, they're still, comp- they're still like you said, they're, they're ripe with talent on both ends. Like, they can compete. They had a down year, and Kirk's, I don't think Kirk's a bad quarterback. I still think he is in that like 10 to 15 range. Like, and they think that they can make a playoffs with them. They're going to run the fuck out of the ball. And I agree corners are number one need, but I would, would not be surprised to see them address um, corner a little later on and maybe go. If one of those offensive linemen slip, just take them. Cause I think they're going to have to build around that run game and keep Kirk cousins up. Right. I think offensive line would be if like Charles cross can fall there. I would love that pick for them. Honestly, not a bad that wouldn't be bad at all. A I, I, I guy that I thought would have been really interesting for them, and I, I feel like you'd agree with this as well, before he obviously just fucking skyrocketed up boards, but Trevon Walker here would have been kind of sick, and it would have been a lot easier for him to kind of, you know, acclimate to the next level, being kind of the playing the position where he was mostly played at college, kind of that 3-4 end, kind of just inside, kind of like a shade of a, a three maybe. I mean, I, I think they're pretty set on the edges, though. You know, I mean, yeah. I feel like they, I feel like if they're gonna go defensive tackle, they're gonna get like I wouldn't be surprised Jordan Davis goes here. That I wouldn't mean, be, yeah. I wouldn't be. I think that's like a defensive tackle in that range. Yeah. If they, if I they mean, wanted to go I think that route. The, I think, I think they with need, the Harrison Phillips signing, like they probably don't. I, I, uh, I honestly would put my bet my life that twelve is a corner. Mm-hmm. I could see Stingley, but I could also see McDuffie. But I, I see mean, McDuffie he, I, too. The thing is that like. A lot of those corners, like they kind of disappointed in the combine from what people thought they were going to do. Like besides Sauce, if you, I mean, and um, 
Don't sleep on Booth. I'm sorry? Don't sleep on Booth at 12. Who's the – yeah, okay, no, no. Uh, who's the UTSA Woolen, right? Woolen. I guess he, he Woolen. Combine, but he just, he's not going here. I feel like I don't know. I feel like there a lot of the quarterbacks early on the corners who were projected like first round, they didn't help their stock as much as people Phoenix. thought they would. Yeah. Great point. That's fair. All right. We'll move on. Uh we got Chicago next. Uh, they have six picks. This draft, they do not have a first-round pick after the trade with the Giants for Justin Fields. Um, this team is kind of a mess, honestly. Um, some big areas of need. Offensive tackle, wide receiver, big time, um, an edge. And honestly, interior offensive line, too, because that offensive line stinks, and Justin Fields was running for his life last year. Um, he had kind of had an up-and-down season, um, but still think he is a decent player. Um, some guys they lost. Allen Robinson, um, Khalil Mack was also traded. James Daniels, Blal Nichols, um, Akeem Hicks, Eddie Goldman, and Jermaine Effetti all still free agents. So a couple guys to monitor. Um, and not too many big signings. They brought in Byron Pringle, Lucas Patrick, Justin Jones, and uh, Al Quindin Muhammad um, from the Lions. Um, so Ray, you're here with the bears. How are you feeling about Chicago? Um, I mean, I've, you guys know, there's no secret. I'm not really a fan of how the organization went about it. I've never really liked when their organization is not in line where they don't go GM coach quarterback. They, they, they tried to save their jobs in Nagy and, um, was it was pace, pace. The GM and they mm-hmm. went quarterback and it just didn't work. So now they're all out of whack, but. That's beside the point. They got the jobs. They know what they have. Their job is to build around fields. So uh, they have two seconds. I know. You got. I think corner. I think wide receiver. Sorry, and um, offensive line are going to have to be the picks. They're both deep-ish positions. Um, I mean, George Pickens would be a home run here. I think he'd be a perfect uh, replacement for Allen Robinson. But if they're looking for more of a savvy route runner. Uh, Sky Moore. Sky Moore. I can see Sky Moore going here. Sky Moore and Darnell Mooney is fucking nice. I can see Khalil Shakir going maybe with that second uh, second round pick. That's someone who I really like. I know you guys know that. I love me some Khalil Shakir. And on on the offensive line, um, I can see Raymond falling. I feel like that could be a good pick because I I think he can play inside if he had to. Um, But for that uh, that new system and everything, I could see him being a pick there or our boy Abe Lucas. Love that guy Love too. Love some Abe Lucas. Dean, how are you feeling about Chicago? Who'd they take I, last year uh, on the offensive line? Kevin Jenkins. That's who it was. I think uh, I think Ray hit it on the head. Um, I always feel like it gets funky, and I feel like there's a lot of rumors that come about, even after like just the first year when, because you can't expect Fields just to kill it this year. They 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 need more pieces around them. They. It's legit just Darnell Mooney and Montgomery. They still need O-line help. They desperately need wide receiver help. They need O-line help bad. Bad. Badly. And then, and then you know, Fields is going to try his hardest. And he might he might do decent, but I, I doubt he does well. And then you have already people, you know, say if they have a high pick next year, people are already like, oh, are they kicking the can on him? They, they didn't even draft him. I, I hate that talk. And I, I agree when organizations fumble it like that, I, I don't understand it. Um. So I feel like most Bears fans, though, realize that it's not Fields and that it's just they're so fed up with the organization. It's just like it don't matter, though. Don't matter. It doesn't matter if it's Fields or not. If you you do a new organization, a new like regime comes in and they're not going to wait around for you. I just it just and it's also it's just wasted years for fans. I mean, we've fucking seen it. It fucking annoys me. The worst. Like, it's just like because you like. But then the media starts playing. Oh, they've been bad for ten years. But at the same time, like it is a new regime. Like you do have to like look at it like that because those people aren't gonna. They don't really give a fuck. They're no, trying to make their own careers. Yeah, it's a, it's a real thing. Like drafted your guy, drafted my guy. It's 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 all real. A lot of people speculated on it and say that GMs won't think like that, but they a hundred percent do. And if they're a top five pick and they they're pretty brutal, and and they're in a you know, I feel like they'll probably get beat up by Vikings and and Packers, maybe even maybe even the Lions. And they say they're in the top five somehow and they could sneak up and maybe get CJ Shroud. I, I think they would hop on it. 
Uh, sauce, forgive me. Uh, you can't go from one Ohio State quarterback to another. You cannot do that. That'd be wild. I mean, <laughs> I don't like to think about it like that. that but Sauce, who, no, who did they bring in? A... Who did the Bears bring in free agency? Anyone big? Nah, it was Pringle, Lucas Patrick, Justin Jones. No, they didn't like... do anything after the Ogajobi uh, disaster. Nah, nothing really notable. They still have twenty-four million in cap, um, so still possibly some moves to be made. Um, trying to take a look at like who's still even available for them. Like it's not really areas of need for them. Um, they made the double up on line though. I'm just thinking about it. Like they like Fields was getting pressured a ton. They need a ton. They need to keep him the fuck up. I mean, because losing, running, losing your only good offensive lineman too, James Daniels is. Uh, but he was he he wasn't that good for them. He they moved them around a lot. He never really had to settle in. Yeah, but, that offensive line stunk, and he was clearly the best player on that. The offensive line stinks, and Fields, we all know he like he's got a sick arm, but that release is not – it's more of a baseball release. It takes a little bit, you know, and he's more a little erratic when he – it takes a little bit of time to get through his reads and stuff. That was always his flaw coming out. So, like, they need to – they need to keep him standing up. I wouldn't hate double-dipping on the offensive line. Yeah. I mean, I think they just need to pound a rock. Yeah. Demont RB1. I'll be some Demont RB1. Yeah, I'm a big Demont guy as well. Fuck off. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. All right, let's go to the Lions. All right, let's 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 move to the Lions. Honestly, this is my pick besides the Jets for um, the biggest rise next year. I fucking love me some Dan Campbell, and I love Detroit. Um, they got nine picks this draft. They got two, and they also have 32 from the Matt Stafford deal. Um, some areas of need edge quarterback. Let's see what happens there. I still think they roll, they roll with golf and I don't think they draft a quarterback in the first round. That's just me. Um, they could use some more wide receiver help, but I kind of like the way that room is starting to fill out. Um, and then along defense, some linebacker help for sure would love if, like Nicobe Dean or like one of those guys fell to them at 32. That'd be fucking sick. Um, haven't really lost too many guys um, in free agency so far. Jalen Reese, Maven, I think um, just Drake Flowers, the only notable guy they lost. They were able to to retain Tracy Walker, um, Khalif Raymond, and Josh Reynolds in that wide receiver room. Um, Khalif Raymond had a decent year at year actually uh, coming back. Alex Anzalone and Charles Harris also stayed with the team, and then they added DJ Chark and Mike Hughes. Um, I actually really like that DJ Chark deal, even coming off injury. Um, I know he's always had some up and downs with his with his effort, um, but I think he's a really talented player. And playing under Dan Campbell, you, you have to give effort, or else you're not playing. You won't have a problem with that. Yeah. Um, so, Dean, how are we feeling about the Lions? Uh, I fucking I mean, love Detroit. I, I love that you started with Dan Campbell because I think if you look up football guy in a dictionary, it'll just be a picture of Dan Campbell next to it, <laughs> and. Fuck, that gets me so aroused. Anyway, their free agency wasn't a ton. You just went over it. Um, so you really just got to start with the draft. And you kind of talked about it when you said edge and quarterback. But really, at the end of the day, their needs is everything except for maybe tackle and tight end, I guess. Right? Luckily for them, though, they pick uh, they picked five times in the top 100. They got two. 32, 34, 66, 97. Um, they just got to draft good players. Look, I, I think that's I think that's cool. It's exciting for 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 their fan base. Um, other than the fact that their team is brutal on paper, uh, I could get a little excited about Khalif Raymond. Uh, not Khalif Raymond. I apologize. Um, yeah, right. Khalif Raymond. DJ Chark and Amon Ross St. Brown. That's a I like I kind of like their offense. I, I I like that. I like that wide receiver set. Obviously, I I love TJ Hawkinson. Uh I but I agree with you. I think it's gonna be definitely still Jared Goff. Even if they draft a quarterback, I think it's still gonna be Goff. I think two, there's zero percent chance is Malik Wills. I I I don't think that's bold. I think there's zero percent chance. 32 might be. Maybe a quarterback they like if it falls, but I think there's a solid chance of Nicobe Dean being there, like you just mentioned, because he's not because he's fucking refusing to test. I don't think teams are gonna like that, no matter how good his tape is. And two, you could just take the best fucking player. Two yeah. is definitely uh, the most interesting pick I think in the draft. 
Agreed. I have no idea. Excuse me, because it could literally go anywhere. We're assuming that Aiden Hutchinson is going one to the Jaguars, and I think we—I mean, we've mentioned it in the past. Just can't see Thibodeau in Detroit with Dan Campbell. He just doesn't seem like that kind of guy. Maybe they just fall in love with the talent. And they think they could um, boost his effort. Um, but people are saying Kyle Hamilton. Maybe I mean they—they they need help on that defense for sure. I—I I, um, I mean. I don't understand how you could take a safety at two. I really don't. <laughs> He's not a safety, but like I get it. Um, I don't. I don't see but, why. It, I mean, I think it's. De- I think it's definitely a, a humongous trade back spot for them. Who's coming um, up though? Giants, maybe the Jets. Mm. I feel like it'd be more likely for us. To go up, <laughs> like, I feel like that'd be more. We'd be more likely to go up to try to get number one than the Giants. Two. The the Giants, the Jets, and. The Eagles. Yeah, if you're if you're a Lions fan, you're, you're just praying. Aiden. I can see the Eagles moving up for Thibodeau. Yeah, I can see that, and they have the ammunition. I, I feel like low key, who I could really see going here. I've said it multiple times. Trevon Walker after yeah. that combo. I'm, I'm not. I don't agree with it, but I can see I Dan Campbell that. falling in love with him and saying, "Fuck it." Kyle Hamilton. I mean, if they took Trevon Walker, us as Jet fans. I would fucking cream my shorts. Yeah, no, I'd be pumped the fuck up. <laughs> I'd be fucking sick. Like, yeah. if somebody's going to go ahead of us like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is a really interesting team. They still got some money to play with, too, in free agency. I don't think they're done. I still think they could add somebody, honestly. I'd for, for a team that doesn't have a lot of talent, they have very, I, they only have like I think, million cap, I think. I mean, I know Bobby Wagner probably wants to go to a team that – is looking at a Super Bowl, yeah. but Bobby Wagner on this defense would be sick. Actually, I, I was going to say they same, really same, need the help. I was in the same position. Nicobe Dean to uh, Detroit is one of my favorite, uh, like Matt pairings personally. I think that I think it's such a Dan Campbell guy and be really good for that young defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see them falling in love with Muma too. He wouldn't go past Dan Campbell. No, no shot. Even if people, even if teams were turned off by the fact he won't test and stuff like that, which he just had his pro day and he refused as well. Uh, I, I think Dan would just pound the pound the table for him. Yeah, it'll be interesting. This is such a weird division. This division kind of sucks. Yeah, um, I hate the NFC. The NFC fucking blows. I hate being. I guess that's also yeah. kind of why the the Kirk Cousins thing is like all right because the NFC is fucking brutal. And like sure, with this, with I the seven teams a great now, shot of making the playoffs. They, I, yeah, I guess with, with with the seven teams now in in the playoffs, I guess honestly, they do have a pretty good. Honestly, shot. if the line opened up and they were plus money to make the playoffs, I would absolutely hammer it. I think they, I think they should be favored to make the playoffs. Agreed. Seven you spots. Think, you think they should? I can't really think of. Like, I'm trying who, to think of it off the top of my who head. In right the now. E, who in the NFC East or the NFC One. South? Who? Oh, I'm saying like, I mean, the Eagles and the Cowboys, possibly. I don't think the Eagles are good. I know they made the playoffs this year. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just Uh, like, uh, uh. (laughs) I don't see them doing that again. But I mean, they do have a lot of ammo, so who the fuck knows? Yeah. All right. It's another interesting division to monitor because a couple of these teams got some money to to still play around with and guys are, are lingering out there. Um, But we're going to move on to our linebacker group review. Um, So we're going to go in alphabetical order. We're going to start with Troy Anderson, the linebacker from Montana State. Um, And we got Dean. And you can't see at home, but his name on Zoom is Montana State linebacker, but you can call me Andy. Uh, (laughs) Horrible start for the linebacker group. Um, But Dean, talk to me about talk to me about Troy Anderson, a really interesting player that has played quarterback, has played running back, has played linebacker. I think he he might have punted in a game I read, or he was a punt returner. I don't even know. I think he yeah he has he has sub a thousand snaps at linebacker. That's obviously. Let's just let's just backtrack a little bit. He definitely has two glaring negatives off the jump. He only two years at the position. And he's obviously in the FCS, so, you know, a little bit of a downgrade in competition. But uh, those aside, I mean, there's a ton of positives. He – one of the biggest parts of his game that I liked a lot, and I love a linebacker that could do this in the NFL, is if you told him to, like, hucker down in the middle of a zone and, like, cover a short to intermediate route, 
or like kind of sit on his heels and anticipate the run and kind of just be, you know, not shoot any gap prematurely um, and just kind of be the last man, you know, in between the runner and second level. He he's really good at it. And for that reason, I like him a lot, but there wasn't a ton to evaluate. You know, he's a good tackler. And he's got great size, and I'm pretty sure he has really good, really good length as well. A, a very interesting guy, though. I, I'm very interested to see where he will go in the draft. Yeah, he went four four two. He's got 32 inch, so that's solid. Um, great measurables. I'd be interested to see how he does it as pro day for uh, the fourth April fourth as well. Right? How you feeling about him? I don't know if I you mean- watch too much of him. I didn't watch much. Uh, he's just, he's a project, you know, he's like Dean said, he's very lack of experience at the position and um, that lower level, but physically he's got everything you asked for. He's got the size, he got the speed. So I think he, there's going to be a, he's going to have a role as like a core special team or right teamer right away. Big and time. he'll, they'll put him on the field for some third downs, but he's just going to become a, what's going to come down to is him learning the position and the nuances of the, uh, the game. Yeah. I, the inexperience uh, is definitely glaring and he needs to get with a good coaching staff for sure. Um, but the one thing that jumped out to me when I was watching him at the senior bowl and I watched a little bit of his tape, it's literally max effort every single play. And I love guys like that. Like, and teach that you cannot teach that. So he's going to come in definitely as a rotational guy. He's going to be great on fucking special teams. And I think possibly have a little maybe even like some offensive package roles maybe um in his first year he's played running back he's played quarterback he played he played fullback so maybe in some heavy packages he comes in um because he is a freak athlete and he's gonna give you everything he's got um and i love guys like that as as project guys um that's all you can really ask for um Cool. So we're going to move on to our second player, um, the highly touted Nicobe Dean from Georgia. Ray, what do you like about Nicobe Dean? So I started watching Nicobe Dean early on this season. I want to say before the season ended, just because all the hype about him. And I wasn't overly impressed. But when I came back to like start watching him again because of this uh, this week's episode, I think it was kind of unfair just because I feel like when I watched him, I, teams people talk about him going top 10. And I just didn't see it. I think he's a really good linebacker prospect, though. The size is obviously the biggest concern. Yeah, sub six foot. I think it was 5'11", 229. He's got longish, I mean, long enough arms, 31, 7 eighths, so it's about 32. Um, the size is definitely a concern, though, at the next level. I think his instincts are top of the tier, like top tier, best in the class by far. But I think that kind of, that helps him disguise the lack of size if that makes sense so i feel like he doesn't he's so much ahead of people at the college level like mentally that you don't notice him uh the lack of size when it comes like taking on blocks and like the strength everything because he gets the spot before them i think that may kind of catch up with them a little bit in the nfl everybody's fast and everybody's big everyone's fast everyone's big and i think it's gonna like sure he's knows where the ball's going but i think the the lack of physical like elite physical traits, that's a good way to put it, uh, may uh, hurt him. But his closing speed is top tier. I mean, him and one other person in this class, I think, at linebacker have the closing speed like that they do. Very elite. He can blitz, very versatile. I see him coming in too, and also like his leadership skills, like we everyone saw in that like viral clip. Can't teach, like I said before, you can't teach that shit. That shit that coaches drool over. So he'll go, he'll go in the first round, I think, definitely. And he'll come in right away, be a, a three-down linebacker. His ceiling, it may not be as high as some of the other guys in the class because of the, uh, like we said, the not top-tier physical traits. Yeah, Dean, I know you love this guy as well. Oh, I love Nicobe Dean. And, I mean, I want to say 80% of that reason is because his last name is Dean. Um, that's just how my mind operates. You guys kind of get that. Uh, but yeah, the, the biggest reason is for exactly what Ray said. And I think he brings up great points and that's honestly, I'm not going to spoil, Never mind. But, uh, uh, I love like that, that little clip of him just screaming at, at, at Quay. And I, 
dude, I could I've jerked off to less. I that's all Ugh. I can say. Sorry, but is that too much? Oh, good bad. housekeep good housekeeping. Good housekeeping. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh they're children. Uh, imagine oh, God. A children's show. That'd be some horrible parents letting them do that. But he loves uh, a good minor. Oh, come on. Dean's teacher job in jeopardy. <laughs> oh gosh. I'm not a teacher. Uh yeah, no, I love Nicobe Dean. He just has he has every single intent intangible. Uh I if if this guy had the size and, and the speed, it, he's one of the best linebacker prospects to come out in recent memory. I don't think anyone would debate that. Fair enough. All right. So we're going to move on to Leo Chanel from Wisconsin. Uh, we got Dean here. Dean, mm-hmm. talk to me. Love me some Leo. Uh, yeah, 6'2", 250. He is – I think he's undersold and underappreciated, his athleticism. It's, it's, it's actually astonishing. Um, you know, when I watch his tape, he – Lacks as many other, you know, he lacks as many snaps as other linebackers atop this class. Uh, besides maybe Tyndall, and we just went over Troy Anderson. But a major thing I noticed with with Chanel was he was almost never in the wrong position. Almost similar to Nicobe Dean in this, you know, in the sense that his instincts are are right up there with the best in this linebacker group, in my opinion. Uh, and that quality is probably my favorite among young linebacker prospects is obviously instincts because it, it probably the hardest to be taught. And he seems to have a great combo of both the athleticism and the instincts. Like for example, if Nicobe Dean had this size and athleticism, <laughs> he's the first linebacker and it's not close. And uh, I believe that translates amazing at the next level. He killed it. One second. Let me just check his, he fucking killed it at his pro day. His short shuttle and his his short shuttle and his uh, three cone were fucking nasty. They were like both like 98th percentile. He's yeah, a it, three, it was. Uh, he's long, thirty two three eighths, four. Yeah, oh, his his numbers were uh, a little startling to me because when I watched him, um, like the lack of like lateral mobility kind of mm-hmm. stood out to me. So but spent- he had those. What's up? Oh, go, sorry, go ahead. But I completely agree. Thank you. I was gonna bring that up too. Um, I think like uh in the NFL, I think he's going to be in on heavy run situations. I think he's unbelievable in the box. Mm-hmm. But when you ask him to go sideline to sideline, when you ask him to um cover corners or cover like some some quicker tight ends, um, I think him out in space isn't always the best spot for him. He's a fucking thumper and he plays. Uh, he's another guy that plays with absolute intensity. Um, him and Sanborn are just like we're menaces on the inside for Wisconsin. Um, but those those numbers that he had for his his short shuttles and his and his three cone um, were like kind of curious to me. Um, he was low four five too because I I he is a good athlete. Like running downhill, he is a good athlete in between the tackles. Um, but I just think when he gets outside the tackles, that lateral mobility does kind of hurt him, and everybody's so fucking fast in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he'll definitely be a rotational guy. Um, but, yeah, Ray, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I was just going to say the number one thing I had written down was his, uh, like, stop-start ability. Like, he looked like, he get, like going side-to-side, looked like he got caught up. That's why. Does anyone have his three-cone and short-shuttle numbers? Because that's, like, the number one question I had with him. Because oh, I agree he's fast, yeah. downhill, I, he throws his body around like a fucking wild person, yeah. which he'll have to clean up, but it's going to be good on special teams from day one. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. I mean, he's a redshirt senior too. He's definitely got high football IQ. Um, I just think that foot speed sometimes um, that, like you said, that stop and start is going to hurt him a little bit. I think also too, cause like, like Dean said too, he, de- he definitely does show good instincts and he does read the quarterback eyes. Well, yeah, definitely. But it, I feel like when he reads, he's looking at the eyes so much it can hurt him because of the lack of stop start. Like he can get yeah. fooled. The feet doesn't doesn't match the eyes sometimes. Yeah, good way to I'm put just, it. I, I I would tend to agree with that. I, I do want to say. So the thing is, that was a big question for me, and then I feel like it was answered really with the measurables, and I know it always doesn't completely translate, but he only had eleven hundred snaps. 
And I think this guy with correct coaching in a year or two could be a starter. And I actually like Leo Chanel a lot more than most. Give me Brian Cushion vibes for sure. Ooh, I'm a I'm a huge Brian Cushion fan. So I don't know about that. Cush was a fucking jazzed up about it. Yeah, he was also Kush a fucking good. juice head. Yeah, Cush good athlete though. This guy's a freak athlete. I know. It's jump 40 and a half. I actually need to get it. No, but we're being fast and being quick are not the same thing. That's my thing. Um, but anyway, we'll move on. Uh, next, we got Christian Harris, the linebacker from Alabama. This is Ray's fucking boy. If you don't know, <laughs> now you know. Ray, talk to me about, to me about your guy. Yeah, I, I, do mean, like, I, just, I do like Christian Harris, but uh, we've obviously been having some big debates the best. Uh, you're bu- you're bugging a tad, but it's yeah, okay. I mean, it's I just – I love me some Christian Harris. I mean, I, I don't want to – I don't know where – we'll find out where he ranks later on, but, I mean, six foot, six foot and a half, 226. I think he played like a little wide receiver in high school, and it shows because the guy moves like a fucking animal. Four 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 forty, um, thirty two inch arms, thirty two and an eighth actually. So lo- checks that box. Nine five eighth inch hand. So he, he and he uses his length too. I love the way he gets off blocks. I think it's out of the top tier linebacker. I think it's the best in the class. Um, his closing speed is. I think it's even better than Kobe Dean's. And it showed in the national championship game. That guy had the game of his fucking life. And that I think if that doesn't help his draft stock, I don't know what will because he it definitely does. Mind. It definitely, definitely helps his draft stock. I just think it's uh, a little concerning. You save your best game for last. Um, it definitely I, is. I don't know if it's like a product of being on Alabama where you, you beat the fuck out of people. Um, but I feel like even when Georgia was beating the fuck out of people, like you see Nicobe Dean's effort. Like I feel like sometimes his effort like wanes. Like there are some plays you're like, oh my God, like this guy's unbelievable. He's making sideline to sideline tackle. He's running 30 yards downfield. And then there are other plays like he's in position to make a tackle and then he like gives up or he's like trailing the play and gives up. Um, and I think his football IQ needs to get a little better. I feel like he misreads some schemes. Um, but obviously that comes with time. Um, but oh uh, yeah, I mean I, I agree. I think his I, I he's gotta learn the game a little bit better, get a better feel for the position. I think going into a like a good two snaps though. Good I don't yeah, well, because he's a five star recruit and he started as a freshman. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because he's a he's a talent, he's got the most talent in the world. I mean, I, I think I, he I think he give if he gives if he gave Nicobe Dean effort, like He's a lock first round. I'm gonna say uh, also like the last line in my thing is interviews will be big because I like so other games like you said the, the effort wasn't always there. So I'm kind of curious. I don't know if it's just not being able to get up like you said because you're Alabama and just beating the right. fuck out of everyone. But the speed you can't teach the speed he has. It's t- it's elite and just his just the, all the, the combination of his attributes and the way he flashes. I think he, the, what he flashes is the role that people talk Devin, about Devin Lloyd being like a Swiss Army knife linebacker where you can blitz him, drop him coverage, and he can, and, or just stop the run. And he can do it all. I think, yeah. it's, I think he has the highest ceiling in the class, I would say. Can, yeah. I feel like when he is giving Max effort, he reminds me of Devin White big time. Yeah. I, I'll just, I, I'll say one last tidbit. I, I would agree that he is extremely, extremely well rounded. Uh, I disagree at, tiny bit on the coverage though i and it's not even lack of athleticism it's very very odd but he always he does the weird uh linebacker thing where where on a you know on a route he sees where the ball is going and you see him take like a like a circle route to it It, it, it very very odd i don't know why but he, he seems to not not really put it together as far as and this, that might be that might be attributed to what you guys are saying and, and his lack of effort, possibly. Um, and, you know, kind of just wanted to go out there and fucking kill it on every play. But that's where I see him lack in coverage. I think I think day one, you can put him on the field and say see ball, get ball like right away. Blitz. I think blitz heavy. I think in a division in a not even a division like ours, but an era where quarterbacks are running more. I want him chasing down Josh Allen. Because I know, I know, like the forty times is not a big deal, and everyone says Devin Lloyd still plays fast, but that's just different levels of fast. But you don't think he's not catching? Um, he's not catching 
uh, Josh Allen if he scrambles out. It's just not going to happen. I hear you. That's a good point. Uh, and you need that, especially if you're in the fucking AFC nowadays. Uh, really quick, by the way, Leo. I slightly disagree, but we can move on. Leo's uh, Leo's short shuttle in the 99th percentile, 3.94. And his three-cone, 684, 91st percentile. He also benched. This is fucking, this is honestly ridiculous. Yeah, he's strong. He benched 34 fucking yeah. reps. I mean, some people, were say, some people were saying he was going to go for 40. That's absolutely fucking ridiculous. And bench doesn't really mean dog shit. When I know, but football, that but just yeah. gets you. If that doesn't get you fucking amped as yeah, a football I mean, guy, I don't know what the fuck does. He's built like a brick shit house. Yeah, that, uh, that's he gives me cushing vibes. I can't. But anyway, let's, like let, let's move on. Um, we're moving on to my linebacker one. Mm-hmm. Utah's Devin Lloyd. Yeah. Um, Dean, talk to me. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I, think you're gonna like, I think you're going to like a lot of what I say. Uh, there's a few, uh, uh, disclaimer alert. I, no, 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 actually for Ray trigger warning. Uh, there's a few, uh, I, the few tidbits I want to say that, that include stats, if that's okay with you. I know analytics, uh, kind of push your buttons. We need like an alarm. We need like an alarm. Like when Dean goes like nerd alert. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, yeah, not, go- I don't do it that. I don't really do it that much. Yeah, d- dork out King. Yeah. Thanks, thanks. Thanks, Queen. Anyway, uh, you said it already. You touched on his 40. Just regardless of it, he plays extremely fast, sideline to sideline. As long as I don't see that that's a problem, you know what I mean? If I had question marks at it, I would care more about his 40. He might not, you know, on a level playing field. You know, he he takes amazing angles. So I'm not totally, totally worried about what you're saying and, and facts in terms of, you know, having to catch Josh Allen. If he's behind Josh Allen, he's not catching Josh Allen. But he's the exact mold of a linebacker that you want, and that is wanted at the you know next level. He did, I think, he had 111 tackles, eight sacks, and four picks this year. I mean, that's obviously ridiculous. When you hear those numbers, you know you hear daydreams of you know drafting the next two pick sixes. Yeah, two pick sixes too. Thank you. You 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 obviously, and I you hear people talking about this, and it's unfair. But you you hear people getting daydreams of dra- possibly drafting the next Micah, but we know that's not going to happen. I think that's insane. I think yeah, he's completely... not nearly the le- he's not nearly the athlete level of Micah. Yeah. I don't think that's going to make it. His, I think that's going to limit his third down potential. Personally. I think uh, I actually thought of a really good co- my my big comp the other day was uh, like a little more of a, like a souped up Zach Cunningham. Zach Cunningham's a really fucking good player. That's, he's a, good, a, tack- that's a good comp. He's a tackling machine, and I think I mean. That was the first thing I wrote about Devin Lloyd tackling just, machine. Just before, the, other, the other thing I fucking love about, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big linebacker guy. I fucking love linebackers. Um, he plays at his own pace. Like a, like he's like a point, like a point guard. Like he's play, like he's setting up guys with his pace. Um, his like, especially his blitzing. And when he's in coverage, he sets guys up with his like slow to quick movement so well. And he uses his hands really well. Um, I do think um, he does get caught up with some shiftier backs in coverage and some shiftier tight ends. That'll be an area that he needs to work on. He definitely showed that he was able to stay on the field this year um, in coverage with those four picks. Um, but obviously, the NFL is a different ball ballgame um, than playing in the Pac-12. Um, and he's just a little stiff sometimes. Um but I think that stuff can be cleaned up with good coaching. I just think this is a guy I want in the middle of my defense, anchoring my defense. I just think he's a supreme linebacker. Yeah, I mean, I think he's he's really like you said, like he's really versatile. I think he's gonna be a solid player who can be used in a lot of different ways. I just think that like he's another one like the Kobe Dean that I watched when and people people still can bring him up in the top ten. I just think that's wildly overdrafting, and I think the gap on the linebackers is a lot closer than a lot of people think. And I, th- I think he's a late day one, early day two pick, and he's going to come in and start immediately. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he gets past one of those. He's Eagles not getting picks. past an Eagles pick. He's I no feel like, yeah. Past. And that, see, that's, that's why I tend to sound like I'm down on him. Cause I just think that's overdrafting personally. That's fair. I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't, you think like if they took him with that third pick, like you think 19 is, is too high for him. I think it's pretty, I think it's a little too high for him. Yeah. Really? I, I think that I don't think, I think if you take a linebacker at 19, he better hit. 
and he better be good. I don't know if he's – I don't think he's a surefire. I think he – I don't think he's the best at getting off blocks. I don't think he's the fastest. I mean, there are – like there are red flags, I think, in his game. I think a lot of stuff that people like that he did really well in college, I don't know how well it's going to translate. I just think he's so solid. All fair points, I I I, I guess. I, I think his I, I think his IQ is next level. Him and and, and the Kobe Dean, I think their IQs are, are next level, and I think that's where like his I think you brought up lack of like his stiffness sometimes, and like I guess his lack of like speed. People want to talk about, even though I think he he plays way faster than that four six six, um, but he's just like ahead of plays. I I like his like I like his awareness and coverage and everything, but. At the end of the day, I still like my linebackers to be able to get off blocks. As a Jets fan, I feel like our linebackers can't really do that. And I, th- I think that's why I kind of like knock him and uh, Dean down a little bit more. That's fair enough. All right, cool. Let's move on. Uh, next guy we got on our list is Chad Muma. Let's fucking go. Love this guy. Um, the linebacker from Wyoming. Ray, talk to me about Chad. Uh He's another one. Uh, I think he's kind of in a tier of his own, like the way I talk about it, like tier wise. I think the top three are clearly Lloyd, Dean and uh, Harris. And then I think Moon was in a tier of his own. I think he's going to come in and he will contribute right away in some form. There's going to be some struggles with his game. You know, he's coming in out of a Wyoming, a little lower level, but he is solid as hell, man, on tape. And he's got great size, 6'3", about 240. Um, he ran a four, six, three, so adequate speeds, not like the fastest or whatnot, but still 27 bench reps. So he got the strength and he's explosive with that 40 inch vert. So the athletic ability is all there. Uh, I love, uh, I love him as a cover linebacker too. Like the way he, he runs up that like cover two seam. He can guard that really well against tight ends, which is something you need to be able to do in, uh, today's NFL. Uh, one note, I, Really didn't uh, when, I, when I went to go watch his tape, I was expecting more of like a like Mike linebacker right in the middle, but he kind of lined up all over the place. He lined up a little bit in different spots. He lined up a strong side linebacker a lot, which I was not expecting, but I guess makes sense considering like his physical profile. But he he's like I said, he's gonna come in and he can contribute on all three downs if you need him to. Yeah, Dean, you like Chad? I know you like Chad. Yeah, no, I like Chad a lot. I, I have him a little bit lower than I, I believe both of you, uh, but I don't really think I need to harp on much more because I think Ray kind of, kind of killed it. I, I, I think Muma really impressed that Senior Bowl down in Mobile, and I didn't know much about him before that, to be completely honest with you. And I like him a lot. When I watched, I was extremely impressed. Yeah, I mean, he's fucking relentless and. I mean, I was talking about Devin Lloyd being a tackling machine. This guy is a fucking machine. Yeah. They had 11 of, I think, 11 of 13 games with double-digit sacks, and I think, uh, tackles. And I think he had he had a string of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games with double-digit tackles, and he had 14 and 17 in one of them, <laughs> yeah. which is fucking nuts. Um and he's going to give Max effort. You saw it in the Senior Bowl. You see it on tape. Um, That's another thing I wrote down: Matt, effort and closing speed plus plus. I wrote down just these these um these linebackers are really versatile. That's the one thing very. I will give them. This class is a very versatile class, uh, and kind of more modern in like sideline to sideline ability. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, we we've talked about it in the past, but like this tier of maybe Moom is in his own tier, but like. Maybe after that, like this five through like eight to ten guys are all like really solid players and will be really solid late day two, day three, early day three guys. Um, and I think a lot of teams will uh, will be really happy with these guys. Um, so we'll move on to our next guy. We got Channing Tindall, another Georgia linebacker. Um, spoiler: We got another fucking Georgia linebacker coming after that. Um, <laughs> so. Got to do it when you're in the national chance, crazy. right? Yeah. Um, who I got here? I got Dean. Yeah. Dean, talk to me about Channing. You know, the, the, guy, the guy is incredibly athletically gifted. He only had about 650 snaps, though, He in his college career. He obviously was not able to start because of Quay Walker and, uh, and fucking 
Nicobe. Yeah, sorry, I apologize. But he will be a fun developmental project for someone who wants to take him on. He's going to be – he's never going to play inside. He's going to be predominantly off-ball uh, outside linebacker. But he can actually – he actually showed the ability. He's going to have to put some weight on. And I know that some teams actually looked at him to do this. They He might want to put some weight on because people liked him a little bit off the edge on uh, on on third down on passing downs. I'm sorry, one second. I, he doesn't have a ton of tape, so there's not a ton to be able to watch. But I, I feel like after year one and with solid coaching, he'll be he'll be able to be a solid contributor. There's a lot of tape on Georgia out there, bro. <laughs> he, he doesn't have a lot of snaps, buddy. I just said that. Eh. All right. We'll move on. I mean, no, because I agree he, on the player, though. I, I what I have written, I mean, I wrote down he's more athlete than anything right now, but yes. yeah, it just it's he gonna, looks like a little bit of a tweener to me. Yeah, I agree. Someone's gonna fall in love with it, though. Yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna try to mold him into um, a little virtual chess piece. I, exactly. I think he's gonna go earlier than people expect. You think I that, that that's a fair point? I could, I could definitely see it. That's why I said he. he People are going to be very intrigued that he's going to be a fun project for a team that wants to take it on. Yeah, I don't, I don't see him getting out of day two. I just don't think there's much other than that to say about him, to be completely honest. Cool. Um, so we'll move on to our last guy we're talking about here. Um, it's the other Georgia linebacker, shocker. Um, it's Quay Walker. Ray, I know you like Quay. Ooh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, you can make things out of clay. <laughs> Maybe go make some hay down by the bay. Uh, sorry. What do you say? Um, Sandman, yeah, so... best Jew. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're Jewish. You can say that. Um, yeah, all good. Well, you won the bracket. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, but yeah, as I, we were talking about this before, but it's so funny how like Georgia has however many players on their defense that's going to get drafted. Like, what is that? Like eight, maybe more. It could be 10. And every single one of them is going to play a different role in the NFL. It's fucking crazy. Like, even the three linebackers. Like, Nagobi Dean's kind of like the – that he can do it all. He can play silent in the sideline. He can blitz. Sure, he has his flaws, but some flaws, but whatever. He can do everything. Then you got Tyndall, who's right now, like we said, just an athlete. Maybe play on the edge, blitz him a lot. And then you have Quay Walker, who is a fucking giant man. 6'4", 241. He's a, I think he is a thumper. Uh, he's going to be an early down guy, I think, like from day one. Um, I think a team like who can use like, someone like a, just a big dude in the middle of the defense would love to have him because he's, right away he's going to be able to stuff the run. I see a team like Tennessee, I think, would be a pretty good fit. I, I feel like Vrabel would like to have him. But um, it's just like he's just not the athlete the other two guys are. And you can it's pretty uh, apparent when you turn on the, t- the film that he does lack some like the – traits that the other guys have uh he ran a four five two so not bad by any means but when you put him up next to like Tyndall and his, his numbers it's kind of uh it's just a little oh, yeah it's just a little less and i think that he may get knocked because of that like and where he gets drafted but i think he'll be a good pro i think he's gonna come in right away he can play special teams and he can be an early down guy agreed yeah i agree i think uh I think his instincts are pretty good too. I feel like in a lot of plays, he's uh he's pretty quick to recognize um, schemes and blocking schemes. Um, the one note I had on him as a con, um, he is a big, strong guy, but I feel like sometimes he plays kind of weak. Um, I feel like he gets stuck on blocks, like almost, almost like randomly. Yeah, like, he doesn't. He's not the best at getting a block. I feel like he kind of like throws his body around more so than like trying to actually like. Like, like, like he does, yeah. Like his hand fighting's like, eh. yeah. Um, but it's like sometimes, like you see him like running down, like maybe he's like he's blitzing, like and he's running in one of the gaps, and then he just like gets stuck by blocks, and like, you're like how is this huge fucking human like not just bullying over people? Yeah. Um, but I agree. I think he'll be a good player, and I think he'll be a contributor definitely on special teams. Um, feel like he he always brings good effort. Those Georgia guys are always fucking crazy. Um, but cool. So those are the guys we're going to cover. A few guys we didn't name. Um, Damone Clark from LSU, um, another good prospect. Brian Asamoah from Oklahoma. Brandon Smith from Penn State. 
and Darian Bevers uh, from Cincinnati, a few notable guys who likely go um, in day three. Um, I feel like Damone Clark actually could go late day two. People are saying um, his people tapes actually, uh, his, his tapes pretty good. Um, but cool. So now we are going to go through the fellas top five um, and we'll just run it straight down. So we'll start with Dean, Dean, ladies first. Five. All right. Um, so at five, I got Muma. Then at four, I got Christian Harris at Bama. Three. Who's climbing? And my sp- and my spicy is I got Leo Chanel. Three, <laughs> I fucking love him. I don't know what to say. I, I don't really care where he's rated for everyone else. I I I use my eyes and I you do you, baby boo. Uh, two Nicobe Dean and one Devin Lloyd. I love a man with conviction. Yeah. Well, I'm not Dean doing have, it to be does different. Dean have conviction? He was trying to change his rankings before yeah, the pod. Well, that was that was off screen, bro. I, I was gonna bring that one up. That was off screen. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ray, give it to me. Uh yeah. So F five, it was really tight and went down. I think it just actually changed the mid app, but uh I'm going Channing Tindall. His athleticism is what I think put him above the rest of the tiers. Uh four, we've got Muma. Three is where you guys may not like me, but I'm going Devin Lloyd. Uh, two, Nicobe Dean, and number one linebacker, Christian Harris. Sometimes to be right, you got to be bold, and uh, I'm willing to bet that he comes out on top in this in this linebacker group. Should we make a uh, Should we make a a career bet? I already have a couple, but I'm down. <laughs> Just a little one. We'll talk about it off screen. Yeah, couple couple units got you. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. (laughs) All right, fellas. So that'll wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed our NFC North preview and our linebacker rankings got a little spicy at the end. Um, Special pod this Friday. We're doing it live, baby. We're doing it fucking live. The boys will be together uh, for the first time in our podcasting's uh, history which will be fun. We're doing another mock draft uh, post-free agency, so that'll be great. Uh, we're trying to figure out how we're going to do We might be live on Twitch, um, but we'll let you guys know via Twitter. Um, so as always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter to get those updates at Between Two Tackles with the number two and stick with us as we go through the 2022 offseason. Fellas, appreciate you. See you.